The U.S. Search Awards are coming up on October 7th, and now is the time to look at the past year and decide what campaigns you want to enter before early bird pricing ends on June 18th. The Biggest Night in Search honors the best of the best in PPC and SEO. This is great recognition for all the hard work that you and your team put forth. And if you're an agency, you get to share this victory with your clients, which is actually really nice. I think they should hire me to present some of the nominees. I watch a lot of award shows, and I think I could do a great job. Do you guys want me to take a stab? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you should pitch for the upcoming Golden Globes. Okay. Uh, oh, I don't think they're canceled, just the TV. Anyway. Uh, audience targeting, relevant placements, and a seemingly endless budget. <laughs> this video campaign utilizes captivating visuals, approachable copy, and hefty promises to encourage its audience to click the link to learn more. With a catchy, confident headline that we can never forget and won't ever have to, this ad for ads ignites an entrepreneurial spirit in all who gaze upon it and reminds us that YouTube ads beat Facebook ads every time. <laughs> <laughs> a nominee for best B2B campaign tonight, this is Ad Outreach's YouTube ad for webinar YouTube campaigns. Wow. Insert the crowd cheering. That was beautiful. <laughs> you guys, winners win business, all jokes aside. So be brave, be bold, and enter your campaigns today at ussearchawards.com. On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Got vacation plans this June? What about July? Well, cancel them because we've got new dueling core updates coming. We cut through all the Alicia Keys and Katy Perry fluff to tell you what marketers need to know from Google Marketing Live. Plus, we go over the hubbub over Microsoft Advertising's Unified campaigns and even Twitter's new weather service couldn't predict how sunny Greg would be about it. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news, a proud part of the Search Engine Journal podcast network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shop. I'm Jess Mudd. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on June 4th, 2021. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news shows on youtube.marketingoclock.com or your favorite podcast player each and every Friday morning. All your digital marketing news from the week. Powered by the digital marketing community. And if you want to join the conversation, and please do, just hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere. And don't forget, you can also join our Discord community at community.marketingoclock.com. Com. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for what will be another fantastic show. Jess, it is so nice to sit next to you without plexiglass. It's awesome. I feel the vibes are yeah. flowing. It's nice. Good. What's up with you? Uh, speaking of vibes, I finally understand why parents like feel the way they do about leaving their kids with the grandparents for babysitting. They always go a little bit extra. My son is 20 months old and he had pop for the first time and watched Grease this weekend because <laughs> he was with my parents. So <laughs> Grease isn't suitable for like 16 year olds. Yeah. No. this on the show? You I like forget how sure. raunchy it is. Very raunchy. My mom he... sent me footage of him watching the beauty school dropout thing and he was so close to the TV and like swaying. So he was living his best yeah, life, but I, wild. I, I think you guys skipped some steps there. <laughs> 
for sure. <laughs> well, for grandparents. Yeah. What's new with you, Greg? Well, I actually gained three pounds this weekend because <laughs> I was just sitting around eating some delicious potato salad. No. And I can't believe all the smack that you gave potato salad. It is phenomenal. It's fine. This feels good. You guys picked. This feels good. You picked (laughs) sweet potatoes over potato salad in last week's shooting hack. That's not even a potato. You didn't even have hash browns. We talked about the term. It's a yam. It's a yam. A yam. No. 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 You ate three pounds worth of potato salad. Shame on you. (laughs) Shame on you for missing it, not liking it. Yeah. Okay. I guess we're gonna need to revisit the potato draft. Um, It's on the last episode. If you missed that. Uh, Speaking of Caleb. Do you have any news for us? I heard you graduated. Oh yeah! Congrats! Congrats! Yeah, I about that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Caleb. it. So you're officially a, a college graduate. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any plans now? Uh, What's yeah. Next? I've, uh, you know, got a job. You got a job. Congrats! Yeah, I got a job. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So our intern producer Caleb's all grown up. Yeah. What do you? Uh, what, what kind of vertical are you going into? <laughs> Uh, you know, wait, what? <laughs> what vertical? Vertical? What, what industry? Oh, what industry? Sorry, I'm, I'm not professional. Like <laughs> but uh, digital marketing, I don't know. It's at this agency in Buffalo. I, it's called Cypress North, you know? Oh, yay! Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'll so throw in, some confetti on screen. Intern <laughs> producer Caleb is now full-time producer Caleb. We're so excited to have you here. Yes, thank you. We really Happy are. Congrats, Caleb. Leave the thank potato you. salad at home, though, kid. Yeah. Oh, I'll bring a gallon in for Greg next week. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I didn't graduate, but I had an exciting week, too. Um, I tried to be sporty yesterday. I went to a baseball game for the first time in a really long time. I even wore a, a baseball hat. It was Aww. like a sporty girly. Go Jays, as they say. <laughs> But I don't like, like, they have the net now in the seating, which I thought would be so nice because I'm, I'm always scared I'm going to get hit with the ball. But this guy was, like, literally throwing it over the net at the crowd, and everyone's like, ooh, like, going <laughs> to catch it. And I'm sitting there, like, with my hands over my face, like, don't hurt me, please. <laughs> Why are people into that? You should have brought a glove. Yeah. No, I'm not that get sporty. Make sure the sun's not in there, you know? <laughs> I'm not that sporty. <laughs> it's free stuff. People love free stuff. Yeah, they're That's a hard ball. part when the net, you can't get through the net. What am Gotta I going to go do over. with a baseball, especially if it hits me in the face? You become a hero. You find the smallest, littlest kid, and you hand it right to him, and you give him a little nuzzle on the head. Yeah. You'll literally be on ESPN tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would be so nice. Okay, I'll have to do that at the next game I go to. Other exciting news for us this week, we have a new agency scoop with Jill and Jess Budd again. You're kind of like a regular on the show now. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've been in several episodes. <laughs> I hear you have another one coming up, too. I do. Yeah, yeah you, you may be on there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so Jess is interviewing the host of Agency Scoop, our CGO here at Cypress North, Jill Fetcher. It's a really great episode. Don't miss it. And we also have our Smart Shopping Marketing a Talk with Cole Soldwish, PPC Greg, PPC Kirk. PPC Kirk. <laughs> All the PPCers. No relation, I heard. And Pamela Lund. So don't miss that. Lots of great insights there. You can listen to both of those wherever you're listening to this. And getting into the news this week, we had Google Marketing Live. And I'm going to tell you absolutely everything that was announced. So buckle up, people. First up, we have image extensions. They are now available globally, except for in one of my accounts, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) These complement your search ad with relevant visuals of your products and services. If you have existing display campaigns that use images, you can repurpose them for image extensions. They also offer dynamic image extensions that pull images from your landing page into the SERPs. You can opt- Which you shouldn't do. Yes, you shouldn't. And this is just a nice reminder. You can opt into and out of these in your 
extension settings, which are super tricky and scary and hard to find. And you always forget, like today we have a story later, they added new automated extensions. They never tell you when, and you're automatically opted into them. So go into your settings and make sure you're opted out, please. And one other note on the image extensions, they are the one-to-one -one ratio, right? And then the, all the examples only showed mobile. I didn't see anything on desktop. I didn't oh, find anything mm, else. Maybe we can reach out point. and get a little more info for uh, next week's show. Yes, but this article does say that if you have search partners enabled, these will show up on YouTube. And I have seen that in the wild. So if you want to test that, good to know. And if you're like me, you listen to these events and don't absorb anything because you're working. So you're basically relying on these articles from Google to give you all the information you need. This article made me so angry. If you think you don't need to listen to this show, just try to read this heckin' article. We will have it in Discord. Actually, we'll have it in the show notes. This is a main story. They have absolutely no respect for my time, but I found a little cheat. It's not like 100% accurate, but if you have these Google announcement articles and you control F for that's why we're... Ooh. Oh, it kind of cuts out all the fluff. It's, nice. I, I think I've said it before, but they went full recipe blogger on us. On all it's this. terrible. Sure. We keep complaining about it, but it's like the NBA on the East Coast. They have no respect for my time. None. People need to sleep. I told you the East Coast is a hockey town. We don't do basketball. Wait, Are those what, games what did you just even say? <laughs> East Coast is not a town. I think you. Anyway, it is like GPT three. Like Google gave it and then threw it through all the GPT threes yeah, out there. Yeah. Honestly, like you guys don't know if you're listening to this and you haven't read the article, like how much work I did for you. So just like put some respect on my name, okay? So first, they are expanding the availability of customer match to nearly all advertisers to reach and re-engage customers across ad types. They're expanding target ROAS to work across even more Google's channels, including discovery and video action campaigns. They also said they will make it easier for retailers to connect your Google Merchant Center feed to discovery ads and video action campaigns. Absolutely no mention how they're gonna do that, but they said that they will. Um, performance max campaigns are expanding to thousands of additional advertisers performance with, max he's back yeah do you remember him <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, general availability will be coming later this year if you forgot about our buddy max these promise to bring together quote here bring together the best of google's automation to help advertisers drive better results across all the google channels basically they're running out of names like just think of this as if it has smart in the name it's not smart I don't know how it's going to perform. I would tread lightly. And somebody's got OKRs of, over there for each quarter to come up with some stupid snazzy name. <laughs> mm -hmm. And somebody's like, ooh, 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 ooh. Smart campaigns. People won't think they're dumb. And then they're like, oh, performance max. It's going to have the most performance. Like, what's next? Yeah. It's like our happy hours when we rename our beers in our keg. They're like <laughs> naming their new campaign types and dumb features. Yeah, I'm in a mood today. Yes. Um, <laughs> Performance Max campaigns will also be available on that useless insights page that they keep talking about. I like to call it the insights page, I-N-C-I-T-E, because it really <laughs> annoys me. There's no insights on the page, okay? Mm -hmm. That's a clever name. You should work for Google. <laughs> Thanks. Insights Max. <laughs> you can also see on that page, you can see which audiences are converting, top performing creatives, auction insights, and trending search categories. You can also preview how your best ads are showing up 
on each channel. So that makes it pretty clear that you're not going to be able to see all of your ads, only the best performing ones on the insights page. So I don't like the sound of that. Thank God for Ginny Marvin, our ads liaison and her spark notes. Don't bother reading. Just go to add ads liaison. She says more informed attribution models. All of Google ads attribution models will soon include display and YouTube touch points in addition to search and shopping. And they'll also include in-app conversions for the first time. And that's awesome. That is yeah. great news. You could have found it like absolutely buried in this article, or you could just go to Jenny's Twitter. You probably couldn't, yeah. to be honest. No, it was in there. It was just like, you have to control F. That's why. <laughs> and she also says, when it comes to automation, Google is focusing on giving advertiser, giving advertisers with new... That That's a, that's oh. a tweet problem, not a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> but follow her anyway, okay? It's still easier to read than the article. <laughs> giving advertisers new ways to steer automation, speeding up learning periods, delivering more transparent insights and testing features. Okay, are you guys ready for e-commerce? Yeah. Okay. E I just want to know how they speed up the learning periods. <laughs> Maybe they might actually learn? Smarter? I don't know. I mean, what is the, thir the 30 conversions? You know? Like, what? That doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They'll probably have you spend more. And then they can learn faster. Yeah. Raise your budgets. <laughs> okay. E-commerce. Retailers on WooCommerce, GoDaddy, and Square will soon be able to integrate with Google easily and for free. No word on how. New identity <laughs> attributes like the Black-owned business attribute, including a woman-led business attribute, are coming soon. That is awesome. AR makeup try-on experiences for lipstick and eyeshadow. Plus, soon consumers will be able to find that perfectly matched foundation for their baby to rub their hands and mouth all over. New AR apparel experiences to show shoppers how different tops appear on people like them. No, thank you. Yes, Hi please. I need to know if it's not going to look right. How do they know what I look like? There's no way. I don't know. There have been times I've bought a shirt that's not a crop top in air quotes. It's a crop top. That happened to me. I need recently. the AR. Yeah. How are they going <laughs> to scan my body though? Like, no, thank you. Isn't this Greg's favorite thing? Look <laughs> at his face. He wants no, this feature. I'm not taking my clothes off and AR and clothes on my on myself. Not doing that. <laughs> I know what they're up to. They want some naughty pictures, and it's not happening. <laughs> okay, this one's kind of cool. They're piloting a merchant loyalty program integration that lets consumers see specialty loyalty pricing and benefits when they first start shopping. If a customer has a loyalty account with you, they will be able to instantly link it. If a customer doesn't, they'll be able to join your loyalty program with the click of the create account button. They're also launching a deals page on search and shopping and new real-time deal optimization reporting in Merchant Center. Local inventory ads can now show products that are available for immediate store pickup, curbside pickup, and pickup later. Ooh, Bappas. <laughs> that wasn't on the list. Oh. <laughs> curbside pickup and in-store sh shopping labels are now extending to YouTube and Maps local ads. And soon merchants will have the option to enable shop pay as a buying option. And they are also finally, last announcement, currently testing the new buying experience on search and shopping tabs and plan to bring it to YouTube and images later this year. So that's what you missed at Google Marketing Live while you were working. There's too much stuff during the day now. How <laughs> yeah. does anybody do this? We have shop. Oh, yeah. And like Read nothing, that nothing was that huge. So it's like, what do you pull out from that? I, I guess image extensions. Like, why not add them to all of your campaigns? I why just not? look forward yeah. to in-person conferences. And that's one of the things I like about the show is you can watch the YouTube or you can listen to it. I love the listen option. 
Nice. All right. Okay. So next up, big news over from Danny Sullivan at Google, the Google search liaison and at search liaison on Twitter. He said on Wednesday, later today, we are releasing a broad core update as we do several times per year. It is called the, can anybody guess? I read it. I, I cheated. Jet. Jet. <laughs> Um, June 2021 core? No, the Ninja Turtle update. (laughs) It's the June 2021 core update. Our guidance about such updates is here. And this is where it goes off script from the normal Google updates. Yeah, I feel like I've read that before. This will be followed by the July 2021 core update. Here is more information about that. Some of our planned improvements for the June 2021 update aren't quite ready. So we're moving ahead with the parts that are, and then we'll follow with the rest with the July 2021 update. Most sites won't notice either of these updates as is typical with any core updates. Of course, any core update can produce drops or gains for some content. This is where it gets fun. So anybody like playing a roller coaster tycoon? That's my favorite game. Yes. Get ready for this. Count me in. I'm in the queue line. two-part nature of this release, it's possible a very small slice of content might see changes in June that reverse in July. Oh my Stop God, Gary's charts are going to go nuts. It. Oh my goodness, it. I can't the wait. The charts that are coming our way. Can you imagine? Is uh, this one of those roller coasters where you don't build the end and everybody just falls off? No, it's one of the roller coasters everybody hates and you lose all your money. <laughs> Not really. I'm sure it's going to be okay. And then again, he finishes by saying, as a reminder, nothing core update is site specific. Those who seek to perform well with search generally, including with core updates, should look to our guidance here and they have that core updates link again. So don't get too excited when you do well with the June 2021 core update. Yeah. It's interesting that they're like sister updates. It's like Taylor's latest albums. Does oh, she I was, do I that? Same thing. Folklore and Evermore. Does she say like I have three songs that aren't ready? They're coming next month. Because well, I just feel like that's rude. Simply put, we couldn't stop writing music. We? Yeah, her and her collaborators. Mm, I thought hmm. she was a one-woman show. We need to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. Who's the we? Yeah. Is Jack you, Antonoff Shep? and the guy from the National. Oh, she knows the answer. Oh. <laughs> Conspiracy <laughs> debunked. Who do you think you're talking to? You're right. So anyway, look out for that. The June 2021 core update happening the same day we recorded this show, June 2nd, 2021. Don't get too excited because July is right around the corner. All right. And don't get too excited about this one either. Here's a new thing Microsoft is doing, and it's called Unified Campaigns. So if you're saying to yourself, what? It means exactly what it says. It is a platform or a hub, if you will, for Microsoft advertising. It is for launching and managing multi-channel campaigns, including paid and even organic social. Whoa. Wrap your minds around that one. And we're talking a single campaign, at least paid-wise, across multiple channels, too. That's the unified part. At so, least the name makes sense for this it one. It does. It's, it exactly describes what it is, so that is helpful. But really, what that means, one campaign, one budget, many platforms. And those include Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google. So I don't personally mind a single place to look at things, but I really prefer, call me old school, to manage campaigns in different platforms in those different platforms. Old school. Thank you. Thank you for following instruction. I think you're just like sane. Yeah, right? I feel like that's most of us. So it, it's not even that either, right? It Unified campaigns aren't just a single place to pop in and manage those campaigns separately. Again, these are all 
cam- it's one campaign happening across multiple channels and it's kind of like autopilot for your digital presence. So I'm just going to read the way that Amy Bishop describes it in her coverage on SEJ because it's pretty succinct. So strap in. Advertisers, this is a quote, advertisers plug in their website URL and Microsoft advertising will help set up the campaign by identifying targeting options and relevant ad content. Keyword suggestions will be provided and advertisers can edit keyword themes for search. Microsoft will identify targeting for social based on topics and targets relevant to the site. Advertisers will also have the opportunity to update their geo-targeting and budgets. Based on the inputs, Microsoft will share estimated performance metrics. Last but not least, Microsoft will automatically propose ads and advertisers will have the opportunity to review and edit the ads or create their own. No, thank you. Yeah, end quote. Right? How would you propose the ads? Yeah, but like, setting if up you couldn't do this much, you? yeah. I don't mind them showing me an ad suggestion, but they've done the rest of it for me. How do I even know if the ad is going to see yeah. it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, st- I, I still wish everything would be like a proposal where you're like, oh, punch it up. We tried to do some of the work for you. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's really cool that this can exist. I just don't think that any of our listeners are going to benefit from this. It's really, it's like smart campaigns on steroids. And Microsoft did say that their AI will manage keyword bid management, text ad automation, budgets across platforms to help maximize your performance. I bet it's all going to go towards non-Microsoft spends. Do you think? No, I yeah. don't. <laughs> I'm like, really? And I love Microsoft advertising. I'm like a big fan, but I, I, I'm just, I'm a little bit dubious when one of the networks makes a tool that will help to optimize your spend across all the networks. Yeah. It seems crazy. And the reporting too, check out the article. It's kind of simplified. It's nice that they have reporting, but again, this is just, it's automated campaigns running for you. It's probably not for most of our listeners. Running amok. Yeah. Literally. It's really well, cool that it can exist. We don't know this to but, be fair. We don't know that. Yeah. We don't, but we can guess. Yeah. We've... I just want to set up my own targeting personally. I do too. But I mean, it could be fun to see what they come up with. Maybe they have some ideas. This could be yeah. cool to explore from a brainstorming perspective. Mm-hmm. And then you take that information and go do it yourself yeah. in Facebook. So I don't know. It's just a pilot program for now. But there is a link in the article to request early access. I, I wouldn't. It's just a little much for me. I don't know what you guys think. Actually, I think not, I know what you not think. for me. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think it's worth testing out. If it's a total disaster, don't use it. You could say that about anything. Fair point. I I can't come in here and be like, this completely stinks. I see some of the issues that could trip people up by just randomly going with it. If you have options to edit things, why not give it a test? I don't know. It's more sunshiny than I expected you to be, Greg Finn. Thank you. You're welcome. Not going to happen again. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week, somebody hit the horns. It's a takeoff. And this week we pit the best takes from Google Marketing Live 2021 against each other. And we're going to start with Amalia Fowler, Amalia Fowler on Twitter. And she says, I would have rather that Google announced something instead of talked around things, used buzzwords and interviewed people with lots of money for two hours. So that was take number one, Amalia Fowler. Take number two from Mark Irvine, at Mark Irvine 89 on Twitter. 
2019 Google Marketing Live had me nearly black out when I met Katy Perry. <laughs> GML 2021 <laughs> had me listen to Alicia Keys tell me that she hated being marketed to while I sipped a nice coffee. <laughs> My, how the times have changed. And um, Katy Perry's a singer as well, just like uh, Alicia Keys. Um, from next up, PPC Greg. PPC Greg says, 15% of search terms are new. Dot, 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 dot. But they're insignificant, so you can't see them. Next up, we have Jinthrin Chandrababu. And it's at J-I-T-H-I-N-S-E-E on Twitter. And he says... I scrolled through all the Google Marketing Live tweets to find a marketer who enjoyed losing the search terms data, period. I am done, period. (laughs) (laughs) So he scrolled through and found no one. No, he found somebody that was happy about the terms, and he's so sick to his stomach that he's done. Okay. And then lastly, Mike Ryan, a show favorite here, at Mike Ryan Retail on Twitter, 15% of searches are brand new and Google has never seen them before. Neither have we, dot, dot, dot. More like 40% winky face. (laughs) All right. So I need votes here. We've got Amalia Fowler with the announced something. We've got Mark Irvine with the Caddy Perry. We've got PPC Greg with the 15% insignificant, so you can't see them. And we have Jinthin with the found somebody that likes the loss of search <laughs> terms data. And Mike Ryan with the 40%. Oh, man. Your votes. Well, Mark and Greg are kind of, oh, no. Greg and Mike are kind of making the same point. Yes. So I feel like they cancel each other out. Okay. You make the final call, Shep. Oh, man. I got to go with... What did you call her? Caddy? Miss Caddy? <laughs> Mark Irvine? Yeah, because that just really paints a picture. It and, is really fun. And fu- why was Alicia Keys there? Why were either of them there? Well, a Caddy was at 2019. I'm like, why? But just tell us what the products are. Not only no. that, but you're at Google Marketing Live saying you don't like getting advertised. Yeah, to. right? Wow. This, this had my vote. All right. Okay. Mark Irvine, your two votes. Caleb, you're with Mark, too? I kind of like the pure despair that's featured in Jithin's. <laughs> I did, too. I did, too. But it's two to one. So, Mark, you are the winner of the takeoff. Congrats. And now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something you overlooked. But you shouldn't have. I See Why Am I, people people from Amalia Fowler at Amalia E. Fowler on Twitter. She says, Google Ads audit, a thread. Join me as I audit a Google Ads account. Disclaimer, there are so many ways to do this. Mine is not the only way, nor is it necessarily the best way. So she has a whole thread with step-by-step how she is conducting this audit. She starts by saying the columns she looks at and reports and how she picks a date range. It's super detailed and she just goes from there. And then she ends with saying, I skipped to the end, by the way. I'm not giving away all of Amalia's details here. She says, finally, if you are the client, watch out for anybody who parrots best practices back at you or doesn't ask for context. A list of, this is what Google says, should should be thrown out. So check that out if you're looking for a fresh perspective on how to audit an account. Don't miss this thread. And Amalia has a newsletter, The Wholehearted Manager. And you can follow that at wholehearted.com. M-N-G-R on Twitter if you want as well. 
Don't forget the U.S. Search Awards will be honoring the stars of Search on October 7th, and you can apply with early bird access before June 18th. And we have a star with us, don't we, in our midst? Well, yes, I have actually won a a Search Award before for the U.S. Search Awards. It was many years ago. I had long hair, and I was wearing a suit, and I got up on stage there and accepted an award. What a time. I wish I could have been there. We'll put a little uh, video in there okay. so you can you can see. Or maybe just pictures. I don't know if they had video back then. <laughs> anyway, we've talked about some of the campaign awards on previous episodes, and these are broken out by industry, campaign type, and paid and organic, and both. But those are the ones I love the best of, where it's best use of content marketing, best use of PR in a search campaign, best use of social media in a search campaign, best use of data in PPC, and best use of data in SEO. (laughs) So head on over to ussearchawards.com. Sign up today. Now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid news, Microsoft advertising is rolling out similar audiences in the U.S. Just like Google, similar audiences, these will find new customers by looking for searchers similar to the ones on your remarketing lists. To use similar audiences, you need to have at least one remarketing list with 300 or more users and advertisers can also import similar audiences and shared remarketing lists from Google ads. So definitely worth a test if you're doing any remarketing. If you are one of the sorry people who advertise on Twitter, they said Tuesday they will start adding full screen ads to fleets. The ads support images and videos in a 9-16 aspect ratio and videos can be up to 30 seconds long. Brands can choose to add a swipe up call to action. Are you hating on Twitter ads too? A little bit. What are you, Rob Leathern over there? Rob Leathern, shots fired at Twitter ads today and like the irony. Yes. It was amazing. It was he was calling out clickbait, and he took an example of a person like wearing a mesh shirt showing their pregnant belly. It was just one of those cringy maternity photos that people. Oh, and then yeah. afterwards, the baby had come out still inside the shirt and the mesh. You could see through it. Yeah. What was this an ad for? I thought it was cool. I don't know. I Shirts? kind of wanted to tag Pamela Lund and see if she had a guess, but I got <laughs> you a little. <laughs> I got a little nervous. Maybe I will after this. And next up, our ads liaison, Ginny Marvin, hopped in PPC chat this week to answer questions about Google Marketing Live. She says, first, this was solely a privacy-driven decision, but the teams know the loss of query data can make it tough to know what's working, especially for lower volume accounts and- This is again, a Ginny turning out of you, And have been working on solutions. (laughs) Hashtag PPC chat. I don't know, reading that back, maybe that was my fault. But they're working on solutions, she says. Um, you can also hit up our marketing a talk from months and months ago, maybe January with Ginny. Hmm. I called out some of her spiciest yeah, takes, too. She talks about it. It was like before she worked with Google. So check that out, you guys. That was like a rare gem. And Julie Baccini also said that they ran out of time and look for additional answers in the recap post, which will be posted later this week. So hopefully by the time this episode goes up. And there's PPC chat on Fridays on Twitter spaces. Just follow Julie at Neptune Moon on Twitter. And don't forget about the PPC chat roundup podcast with Anu, who also was on the same episode. Mm -hmm. That's a great episode. And a reminder that all Gmail campaigns in Google Ads will be set to read only on July 1st. You won't be able to create new campaigns or edit existing ones after that date, but they will continue to serve. I think that is wild. It should not be. 
That's cool. I think like there are things that that an ad solution out there that you'll just be grandfathered into. Like our Cypress North account is grandfathered into the $99 pay all you want for the promoted tweets that nobody really knows about and just takes your tweets and boosts them up. Nobody knows how much. Everybody pays $99 and you can't get in anymore. So like if you've got something that's working, build them out now. And at least you'll have the option to to have it for, I don't know, a little bit into the future. Yeah. So honestly, I guess you could fire up some Gmail campaigns right now if you wanted to. I've never really gotten them to work, which no, is probably why they're going away. The biggest problem with Gmail campaigns is a click isn't yeah. a click yeah. as much as it typically is in Google Ads. Yeah. So yeah. again, a lot of that's being replaced by Discover. So yeah. check yeah. that out instead. But if you're having success, feel free to build them out. What's the worst that can happen? You lose an hour of your time. And Google has a few new local campaign ad formats. The first is called auto-suggest ads, and these will show ads based on the searcher's location. When a searcher is nearby and looks for a related product or service in Google Maps, the ad will auto-suggest the advertiser's nearby location to that searcher. So this searcher is looking for oil C, and they're guessing it's oil changes. I guess the searcher isn't me because I would never do that. (laughs) And they find an ad for Paula's Auto Garage. What would you search for? Why is my car broken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Equinox fix. Why is my car broken? Literally. <laughs> they also have navigational ads. These are shown while you while you are using Google Maps driving directions. This allows businesses oh, nice. to show Seems their safe. ads <laughs> while a user is en route to a destination. Really hope you have a passenger for that. I know. Right? But antique shops need these. Oh. Chef's just swerving off the road. Forget that oil change. I'm getting that. No, when you're on like a long road trip, you have to stop at every antique shop you see, right? No. No. Yeah. I just look up Google reviews for unsavory stores that I see alongside the road. That's my road trip game. The Lion's Den. Yes. Oh okay. This could be another uh, new feature that could end my marriage if they had ads for antique shops on road trips. We'll see how that works out. They also have similar places ads. When you search for a specific business location and that business is closed at the time of your search, Google may show a similar business on the map by showing the business's name with the label similar and open. That's nice, but like, I hope they really only do this when places are closed. Like that would be so dirty if they're overriding organic results. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Like, no. Yeah. It's helpful if that really is the case. I'm looking for something specific. Let me know. I just wouldn't put it past them. I think I also think they should do this specifically for Diet Coke. Like if you're looking up McDonald's, it could be like the next best Diet Coke is a Chick-fil-A or Subway. Shout out Deborah Mosteller. We had a nice talk about that last week. Hot take. Fountain Diet Coke is the same as canned Diet Coke. No. no. <laughs> Period. McDonald's Diet Coke is so superior and there's a science to it. I disagree. Okay. You're wrong. Yeah, that was <laughs> and we have an update from andrea cruz wait is canned better no. no but it's better than bottled plastic bottled okay yeah there's a oh, higher so you plastic found bottled with, is like found with no ice. lowest of the low yeah found diet coke no ice is that's what you do yes no with, with a straw ice. oh no I'll fight you there. Oh. You, yes, you really go to a drive through and say no ice? I don't. Well, no, I don't. But if I'm doing it myself, when you like, if you go in and you do the machine, I do not do ice. Because what about Chick-fil-A? Out. They have the best ice. Yeah, I've never have. been to a Chick-fil-A, but they sell their sauce at Wegmans, a local grocery store I saw. I almost bought you one. 
Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love ice cubes. I love eating them and putting holes in my teeth. And that's why I have problems with the dentist. And from PPC Greg at PPC Greg on Twitter, he says Google is starting to auto add location extensions based on account properties. This was Greg's idea before mine, PPC Greg's. I'm starting to think it's my burner account, not Greg Finn's. I noticed this just when he did because I was looking at the, well, we probably were on the same wavelength. We were going to turn off auto-applied image extensions. So I saw them there. <laughs> He's a fanatic about that. And I was like getting ready to tweet about it, but I'm a psycho. So I wanted to have like the perfect screen record video and like block things off. And I was having our design team help us. And like, then he had tweeted about it. Wow, shots fired. You said his tweet stunk. That's I didn't what say I heard. tweet. That's what I heard. No, he's just like, gets to the point. He looked up the help article. I didn't. But yeah, they have automated location extensions and affiliate locations extensions. You probably want to turn them off. Mm -hmm. Just my advice. And Tales from PPC Reddit. Anytime I see these in the show notes, I know that Greg Finn hasn't slept much this week. So user (laughs) Negative Street asked if anyone had tried Broadmatch recently since Google seems to be putting a renewed emphasis on it and says that they've updated the signals they use for Broadmatch. So there were surprisingly positive responses here. Callister underscore UK says he fires up experiments with the click of a button from the recommendations page and finds with testing that it usually performs really well. Spark941 says new broad is closer to BMM than old broad. G Guy Shell? G-Y-S-H-A-L-L-669. You guys aren't going to look these people up on PPC Reddit. Says, (laughs) we've been using smart bidding for a while, but only with the sun setting of broad match modified have we moved into pure broad. So if you want to give that a test, seems like it might be a good time. Do you think any of these were bots? From Google? Yes. Ooh. That would be so extra. Like just mum technology trying to pump up broad match? What do they care about PPC Reddit though? You're the only person who cares about it. I didn't see any pickup lines in here, so these could be real humans. Yeah. And from Reddit user Freddy27, three lessons after spending 350000 since iOS 14.5 hit, he says. Surprisingly, there's a lot of Freddy's F-R-E-D-D-Y. There's 26 other ones. Oh. Is that I thought not how you I-E, spell Freddy? Like Freddie Freeman. You're a baseball player. Yeah. Freddy Krueger's with a Y. He's is, no, I don't more think so. popular. Is it? Oh, you might be right. I'm definitely right. Wait, like the IE in yeah. Freddy? Versus a Y. a y. Freddy Mercury. Freddy IE. No, IE. What? Almost, no, Freddy, Freddy Krueger has Y no, energy. It's a Y. It's a Y. Sure. Yeah. It's a y. He has Y energy. Yeah. Ooh, Those we should arms. do a guess the Freddy spelling next. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's, that's, that's our next shoot in the heck. <laughs> I'm sure that Freddy's would go great. Got a 50 50 <laughs> chance. So, anyway, if you want Freddie's three lessons, first, he says, structure. It feels as if Facebook likes to have the account even more structured than previously. I rarely ever use cost caps because of the delayed sales coming in. Also, number two, retargeting has changed. Freddie combines multiple retargeting audiences, such as add to cart and view content, and has as few exclusions as possible. And number three is patience. Overall, tracking purchases has never been more challenging, and it feels as if Facebook is only tracking 40 to 60% of all purchases from Facebook. This is why it is now super essential to look at all of your, at your overall return on ad spend. Thank you, Freddie. What is happening in organic, Greg? All right. This week in organic, we have some new news news. From Google News, that is. And it's by way of Matt Southern at SEJ, the Journal of Search Engines, and a post in the Search Central blog. So Google has basically given off 
the one most important factor for ranking in Google News, and that's transparency. <clears throat> now, you might be thinking, transparency, really? Isn't that sort of the table stakes for news? No, that means you're just living in a nice location that doesn't have censorship. So I'm going to go into some of the regional and country level expectations. And Google says they recognize there are areas of the world where naming a journalist carries significant risk, that there are varying editorial practices, that editorial philosophies such as publishing pieces without bylines won't affect the credibility of an otherwise authoritative source, and the availability to users. So Google aims to give equal footing to large sites with technical UIs and smart smaller sites that use simple text-based UIs. So that's nice. I'd like to see it. I generally, when searching for news, get a lot of larger sites out there, but that's nice to see. And then the transparency works at article level and a site level. You can see everything over in the article over on Search Engine Journal, and that is it for the news. But we're going to stay on the topic because the Google News Showcase is coming to desktop, and Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable has shown that the feature is now available in eight countries, not the US. And if you recall, it was launched in October. So they will show the kind of two pages, uh, almost like a like a newspaper-ish of news. And so I tried it, I couldn't see it. I should try my VPN and go check that <laughs> out. I don't know why I didn't think quick of that. Quick trip to India. Yeah, do a quick, quick trip to India, see on my personal, what is it called? Personal card? Person card? Persona card? Yeah, something Person like that. Person card sounds Person right. card? Yeah. Because yeah, I set that up and I never checked back on it. But anyway, you can see if you have it at news.google.com forward slash showcase. And just Barry has a great video recaps. If our shows are too long, silly, stupid for you, go check them out. Um, and he's a great guest too. So he'll do interviews. And this week he had John Shehada, who's one of the nicest people in search. Um, and I know we're trying to feature some other YouTubers here each week. So go to YouTube, subscribe to Rusty Brick there, and you won't be disappointed. And follow along with us. That um, you might be disappointed with. All right, next up from Christina Azarenko, at A-Z-A-R Chick on Twitter. She asked a question. On average, how many of your SEO recommendations get implemented? The winner was 20 to 40%. This means really nothing to me because I don't know how good those recommendations are. Also, like, there was no option for 90 plus. And there's no option to give me the 90. results. If you don't mm. give me a give me the results in your poll, I don't trust it because people are just putting answers through. Yeah. But then should, give me the results always win. <laughs> But As that's fine. You see, I'm just here for the answers. Like okay. there should be something like that that people don't have to give a fake number on. Twitter should make a tool so that's like always included, but it doesn't affect the results. How about that? Oh, I think Twitter's on the phone trying to hire Shep away from the show. After I called them a sorry oh, Twitter just rescinded their offer. <laughs> Twitter rescinded their offer. All right, next up from Brody Clark at Brody SEO on Twitter. He says, it's back. Keyword tags are showing for some mobile snippets again. This is where you do a search for electric cars, and it'll show electric battery, electric vehicle belt, vehicle battery. So if there's a tag associated with the, the result, you may see that. Uh, next up from Vice, and the Vice YouTube channel is Kenny Hyder. And he, there was a, a video called ABC News Ran My Made-Up Story, Fakes, Frauds, and Scammers. And this is something. He had basically tried to set up a review site for dating apps and made a fake story about somebody that was dating a Republican that was a non-Republican, and Donald Trump got in the way of their relationship. All these people picked it up. They got an ABC News. He had to go source somebody to act. I think he got his cousin 
for the man. And then he got another digital marketer to play the woman who didn't look anything like the woman in the article. It got on ABC News and all this stuff. And then people are like finding out and like, oh, this isn't real. And it's like, yeah, I know it's not real. And then in the video, it's like, I don't understand why people were mad. <laughs> so people just wasted their time on your story, yeah. dude. I, like Ken- I love Kenny Hyder, but I'm with the people that were mad. And it reminded me of the OG story back in 2008. It was Lyndon Antcliffe. Um, I think it was CornwallSEO.com. I don't know if it still exists. But he made an article called the 13-year-old, or the, the article was titled, 13-year-old steals dad credit card to buy hookers. And we don't say hookers. The article did, okay? The, yeah. This is what the article said. And basically, the hoax was that Ralph Hardy, a 13-year-old from Newark, Texas, confessed to ordering extra credit card from his father's existing credit card company. Then he spent $30,000 on a spending spree uh, that ended up with him playing Halo on an Xbox with a couple of hookers in a Texas motel. It was all fake. None of it was real. But he came out as like, this. I think the title was like, it was something like Link Bake Gone Wild. Or maybe that was a Maz one where... The Most. oatmeal? Most. <laughs> Sorry, the most <laughs> one with the oatmeal had widget bake on wild. You can Google that and find it too. It was something like insane. It was like link bait gone insane or something. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Gone like, wild sounds more on topic. No, gone wild <laughs> was Matt Eamon oatmeal when he worked at Moe's, uh, SEO Moe's at the time, <laughs> where he made widgets and got caught and busted. And Mingle 2 was the name of their site they were working for it got busted and all the links got shut down that's the Wayback machine with greg finn wow, anyway yeah. matt cuts had commented on that fake story about the 13 year old and he said where does google where cut and he said google may respond negatively to other misleading practices not listed here and he's talking about the webmaster guidelines e.g. tricking users by registering misspellings of well-known websites. It's not safe to assume that just because a specific deceptive technique isn't included on this page, Google approves of it. There's not much more deceptive or misleading than a fake story without any disclosure that the story is a hoax. And I believe that the site that did this, I'm not going to out the site, got penalized and it was a big, big, huge issue. And that art comment was on Spin uh, back when I moderated that. It was a search engine land uh, social site. So anyway, don't do this. Yeah. Don't yeah. make fake stuff up. Wait, why would you do that anyway? You don't need you don't need an entire news story to prove to you that it's dumb. It's also very funny. The person, yeah. the woman, didn't look anything like the woman <laughs> in the video. It's so funny. So check out, go over to our community.marketingclock.com and you can see all the commentary in the weekly show section. And next up, from Twitter, Musing Pravin on Twitter had done a search for SEO and saw a bunch on the right-hand rail, a bunch of images, search engine optimization, uh, the Wikipedia definition and link off, and then the monthly cost. Did you know there's a monthly cost for SEO? No, what? what the monthly cost, $2,819 per month. Wow. What so, what free does shipping? It do? No, that's it. Is there free shipping? No. Oh. I'm out. You don't need to be shipped. It's I'm just out. SEO. This doesn't make any sense. Is this how you do the SEO optimization? Yeah, you do for a that lot fee? of SEO optimization. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. And I believe Barry had, had pinged Danny on that. And next up from Casey Newton. At Casey Newton on Twitter, he said, it's June 1, which means all your Google photos upload now count against your storage limit. <clears> so if you're a brand and you're using that, it is now going to count against you. And then he went on to say, thanks to all the paid services that died along the way to create this market opportunity for Google. It's not wrong. All right. And next up from Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable. 
There's new Merchant Center website needs improvement. And if you get this message, you can't. There, there's a slew of different things that it relates to the needs improvement. It can be the usefulness, the spelling, grammar of the site, unclear relevance, style requirements, domain safety. Head on over to seroundtable.com to see the full story. And there's now regex negative matching, which is awesome. And that is in the search console. So if you remember, you. it was three months ago, I think it came out two months, three months ago, you could do regex maxing or matching, and now you can do negative. So you can negative things out. It blew my mind that that wasn't just part of the original release. Okay, and flying through the rest here, reverse Google image search and Google Lens are merging, so that must be quite a spectacle to merge the two. <laughs> and Google has launched in Italy a new assistant app for Google My Business platform where you can say, hey, Google, bring my business online. So good luck with that. Oh, yeah. The monthly fee there. Uh, $2,188. <laughs> and then next up, there is a updated cumulative layout shift metric in Google Search Console, so you can get all up in your web vitals in Google Search Console. And Google will prefetch websites using um, signed exchanges if they're built using a signed exchange. So, um, you know, whatever. That's it for... No, it's not it. There's finally one more piece of news. It's called... I the, you didn't lie. <laughs> I didn't mean to. It's called the Greg's Old News. <laughs> and Etsy is acquiring the reseller Depop in a bid to reach Gen Z. Oh, do you know Depop or something? No clue. What does that mean? Oh. Depop, it's like, for, like, we're not going to pop? Clothing. We're going to unpop? And I believe it's big in the UK. I think it's big I here, too. I guess I'm old, too. Oh. Are you, do you, you know Depop? Yeah, I've purchased several pieces. Pieces? Oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Shep, you went to, like, fashion school. Barely. <laughs> Was that when you lived with me? Caleb, you <laughs> are now Rod, Rod You are now our fashion guru. So yeah, congrats. that's fine with me. Okay. All right. What's new in social? <clears throat> All right, first up in the social news this week, if you thought you'd heard the last about audio-only social formats, Audi, no, you haven't. Oh, my God. <laughs> and a, we get here? <laughs> an official tweet from Twitter Spaces late last week said, starting today, Spaces will be available on Twitter.com, mobile web, desktop web. Our focus areas, infrastructure and listening UI that adapts to your screen size, setting reminders for scheduled spaces, accessibility, and transcriptions. And then they also had a following tweet or follow-up tweet that said, we want to learn from your experience and hear your feedback let us know what you think, which I like. One of the comments I saw so far was someone asking for a chat feature for folks that are not actively speaking that want to keep the conversation going. I like that idea. I don't use Clubhouse. I don't know if it's there, but that seems useful. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you guys think. Well, it's great for PPC chat every Friday. Do it on your desktop. Boom, boom. I agree. And is Clubhouse done, Caleb? It's very dead right now. Okay. It's like there's some holdouts, but no one's. I just, I, everybody's slinging stuff in there, you feel like. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's all personal brand people, you know? Oh, yeah. Aww. Courses. A lot Crush of courses, it. I bet. A lot of mm. sign up and I'll make you rich type guys. Yeah, that never works, people. Don't pay a monthly fee for SEO. Wait, so I shouldn't have paid. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just <kidding. laughs> Ranking number one in my heart, Caleb. More big news on the bird. The fabulous Jane Manchin Wong at Wong M. Jane on Twitter has confirmed that Twitter's subscription service will indeed be called Twitter Blue and it will indeed cost that $2.99 a month. We knew in air quotes this already from her previous tweets, but now Twitter has confirmed it. And what's super cute, Jane said in her tweet, for testing, I've become the first paying Twitter Blue customer. And then she put a sweat emoji. Wow. 
I know. And it paid off already. She shared some screenshots of the exciting things that that $3 will get you. In addition to the fancy undo tweet feature that she uncovered previously, you can choose a custom app icon and color theme. So if you like to live on the edge, Twitter blue could actually be like Twitter green if you wanted. I went to go try to give her a tip because she uncovered so much stuff. I couldn't figure out how to do it and I left. Oh. It might be mobile only. It also might, isn't that a different thing? Twitter blue versus oh. being a super follower? I don't know. I don't know either. Somebody doesn't pay attention to the social lightning round. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> I report <laughs> I on it and say, I'm yeah. at a loss. <laughs> But she didn't stop there either. I'm pretty sure we did, if you were paying attention, talk about this a few weeks back. Twitter has also been working on emoji reactions. And this week, Jane posted an update on the feature saying that Twitter is working on the tweet reactions view. Likes, cheer, hmm, sad, and haha. Where's the cartwheel? That would be You're the only person a custom Shep emoji. Yeah. Uh, so. Just personally, these are so ugly. Like, these look really bad. Yeah, she did say working, so I think that this... And we'll have the screenshot up on YouTube if you're watching, but she did say working on, so hopefully they'll update those. Working I agree. on. This is not even... This is... Everything is a heart. Yes, including like sad. Is a heart. A cheer sad is a heart. Is a heart. A sad is a heart. Why are they all the yeah. same? I don't know, kids. Also, though, like, Twitter has the ugliest, like, native emojis of all of the social media platforms. Yeah. So. And they only look uglier on Buffer. Oh, yeah. Wow. Strong feelings in the room. <laughs> I don't know. It was interesting, though, in the article, uh, Social Media Today's Andrew Hutchinson noted that these reactions, emojis aside, align with 2020's most used emojis on the platform. So that's nice. I guess if I had five words to describe 2020, though, I'm not sure they'd be like, cheer, hmm, sad, and ha-ha, but it's a roller coaster, kids. Our next story is a Discord community submission from Marketing Profs via Sam Kessenich at Darth Sam K on Twitter. It's the demographics of 11 major social networks. The study from Pew Research Center is pew, based pew. Pew, pew, <laughs> on a sample of about 1,500 adults living in the U.S. Spoiler alert, younger adults in the U.S. are much more likely to use Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok compared to the older adults. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought? I know. And while that may come as no surprise, there is a lot more detailed information in the report that breaks down who's using each platform. Like the fact that while only 4% of adults 65 and over say they use TikTok, that still means there are adults 65 and over using TikTok, which was news to me. So if you are working at all in social media, you should probably peep this report just to get that context. Next up from The Verge and via this... I like how when you try to sound cool, you sound like you're <laughs> cool in the 2000s. Wait, what, what, what did I say? <laughs> try to peep this. Peep this, isn't it? I don't know. It's like That'd an Easter cool candy. Easter, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to sound cool, but thanks. Well, good news. You didn't. <laughs> Call me old school. Old school. <laughs> All right. This next one is from The Verge, and this is also via the Discord community. Shout out to This Is Fine Dog Australian Luke. Thanks for playing. After two years of testing, Instagram announced that they found, quote, removing likes doesn't seem to meaningfully depressurize Instagram for young people or anyone else, end quote. So likes will be on by default, but everyone will have the option to turn them off. The Verge calls this a remarkable anticlimax. I call it the last. Last time we talk about like counts being displayed and or hidden and or both on Instagram, I hope. That's like an oxymoron. Remarkable, remarkable anti-climax. I know. AKA nothing happened. No They're going to do the share button next. They're going to be like, is the share button up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know In five years, we'll, we'll realize nothing matters. 
All right, let's talk about Facebook, shall we? No. (laughs) Well, real quick, Greg, there's a handy new feature that launched this week. Users can now choose a start time for embedded videos rather than playing from the beginning of the clip. That is cool. That is. Okay, last week we reported that Twitter was reopening profile verification to the public, and this week we are reporting that due to a massive backlog that's already accumulated, they're not accepting any more. Oh, man, we I messed know. up. Did you get in on that or no? I didn't even try. Really? I bet it's going to be reversed by the time this episode drops. I should yeah. get in on that. It'll be Did back. you get in, they said Oh, my God. Stop it, Craig. You're just trying to tout the fact you have a blue check mark. Oh, I do. Yeah. Didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, they did say it's coming back pinky swear. They actually said that. Those are open again, just so you know. Like, oh, they're open again? Yeah, Luke replied in Discord to my see in four years joke oh. and last night. So, Okay. Well, this just in from Caleb. again <laughs> by the time this airs. Yeah. <laughs> so check it, I guess, yeah. at your leisure if you care. <laughs> from BuzzFeed News, Venmo will now let you hide your friends list because we found Biden's account. <laughs> Venmo confirmed it is adding a feature that would let people set their friend list to private or visible only to their friends. I don't even know why this is here in the social news, I guess, because anywhere you can have a friends list is a social network now, including Venmo. So it's being social. That's fine. There's the news. Tell your friends. Now, moving on from Venmo to Ven, this is from TechCrunch. Ven is a social network and services platform for hyper-local neighborhood groups, and they have raised $60 million in growth funding to expand its business into more city cities. I didn't even know they had started. I'm sure we'll report more as that grows, but it's it says they're focusing on like specific buildings and landlords, so it's kind of like that show, The Circle. It's kind of cool. It that? seems like an even tighter next door. Where yeah. It's like you're in a massive apartment complex. You want to be able to talk only to that apartment complex. You can have the landlord fire it up, and then it's just within there. That's nice. It's going to be a lot of, like, clean up your dog poop. the guy next to you and tell him to turn his VC? Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, 402. Yeah, stop stomping on my ceiling. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's a cool concept, but people are going to misuse it as they do with everything. Next up, Facebook's war on misinformation continues. A new pop-up will alert users when a page they're attempting to view has been found to share false information. Users won't be barred from visiting that page, but they will have to click through the warning to get there. And individual users could see a reduction in exposure as well. The platform did say, quote, we will reduce the distribution of all posts in newsfeed from an individual's Facebook account if they repeatedly share content that has been rated by one of our fact check partners. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. Instagram is expanding out its Reels ad format to Canada, France, the UK, and the US. So that is great news for brands looking to get real. I had in my notes pause for an uproar of laughter. Yeah, you're waiting here a while. You're gonna be waiting, yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, according to the LA Times, hashtags are dated and cringeworthy, but apparently influencers still use them, which is fine because they are cringeworthy too, for the most part. I hashtag sporty girl at the baseball game. You're not cringeworthy, Shep, even though that totally is. You also posted a video that said, blessed to be waiting in line for security. So <laughs> I'm blessed to be out and about. That, okay, fair. Valid and wonderful. And finally, here in the social news, move over meatballs because Twitter is now cloudy with a chance of weather. From Axios, Twitter is partnering with veteran climate journalist and meteorologist Eric Holthouse to launch a local weather news service on the platform called Tomorrow. And it'll be launching Tuesday, so it's not tomorrow unless you're listening on Monday across 16 cities in North America with participation of 18 local meteorologists who will, who will create free content as well as content for members. So I wonder if they'll have a, a flood of members. 
Okay. Maybe someday tomorrow will reign supreme, but for now, just put it on your radar. Are you done? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. I have always loved the awesome screenshot Chrome extension for taking screenshots for clients and you can annotate them and it's just really helpful. You can blur out like client information if it's you're in Google ads. I love it. They updated. So now um, their video recording is a lot better because it used to download in like this weird video format that wasn't real. Now it downloads as MP4s and you can annotate the videos too. And I love it. Thanks, awesome screenshot. That's nice. Last time I talked about um, how you can kind of segment uh, YouTube analytics and see really cool demographics like, you know, uh, drop off rate and what device people are watching on, stuff like that. You can also label uh, certain moments like those drop off moments. So you see, okay, people don't listen to the working hard segment. I know you guys are listening, but, (laughs) you know, for stuff like that or, you know, make... uh, Engagement went up at this portion, things like that. So very yeah. useful. Nice. Awesome. Jess? Very cool. I can't decide if this is working hard or hardly working. I guess it depends on who you are. I discovered there's a design ideas panel in PowerPoint. I don't need this. I don't really use PowerPoint. And when I did, I had slides designed for me. But it seems cool. They try to fancy up your stuff if you just throw elements in there. So I guess thanks for trying. Greg? Yeah, it's weird. It's like bad AI. Yeah. Right? It's better than I would do on my own. <clears throat> and Chep saw this live. I didn't know, and I know that Basecamp is canceled and everything, but we still have an account. Um, I was pulling up a PDF, and I didn't know you could draw right on a PDF in Basecamp. Oh. And I just started drawing live, and I'm like, move to the top, and I'm drawing arrows and stick figures to the clients. How sad was that? Your handwriting was I was great. dying I laughing. Like I was actually laughing. It was like top <laughs> and like they can see everything I do. But it's cool if you are are using Basecamp 2 is the example. You pull up a PDF, you can draw on it, save it, and the next person can see it. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is a guide from Tony McCreeth at Tony McCreeth on Twitter with step-by-step instructions to gathering core web vitals data and then generating advanced insightful reporting using GA4, BigQuery, and Google Data Studio. And Tony's got everything you need in this post from the code you need to implement on your site, as well as how to do that, how to connect GA4 to BigQuery, as well as the Data Studio report template. It's all for free, and we will have the link in our newsletter and on Discord, so just pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. All right, this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Olga Andrienko and S-E-M-R-U-S-H, Semrush, and she has a study about Google Web Stories. And if you recall, last year we had a great marketing talk with Glenn Gabe and Samuel Schmidt and myself and Shep. Um, and, but this study focuses on some of the key things that were analyzed. So like the most frequent domains appearing in stories, the most frequent positions for the stories in the SERPs, the amount of text used in each web story, the most used CTA, and the most frequent objects appearing in web stories and so much more. <clears throat> um, and 
it's just a good visual layout. You can see the most frequent position. 28% of web stories are in the fifth position, which I've seen anecdotally as well, not up at the top there. Um, so if you're into web stories, you'll be into this. Thank you, Olga. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from the show by signing up for our newsletter at marketingoclock.com forward slash newsletter. And please be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast player so you don't miss a single episode. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock, part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. And please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Heck, where after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. Okay, we have a really fun... Um, I don't know if it's a game today. It's a game. It's always We're going to choose everyone's walk-up song. And this was kind of a challenge in and of itself, because I meant baseball walk-up song, because I'm a sporty girly, like when you go up to bat. Just thought I meant like if you're getting introduced for a wedding. And Greg and Caleb thought I meant wrestling. I don't even like wrestling, but I, that's my thought. It's like, you're making the entrance. Yeah. yeah. Walk-up songs are just like little things to get you in the mood. It's five seconds. Yeah. So I'm thinking this like, this is your entrance song. You can Regardless interpret it. Sport. Yeah. Yeah. You can interpret it any way you want. Okay. So okay. we're all going to pick for each other. All right. Okay. Okay. Caleb, I'm going to make you go first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm warning everyone off bat that mine are bad. Okay. Like, bat? I'm so bad at picking like Yeah, that means he's team, team baseball. Okay. Nice pun. Oh. <laughs> but okay. So for Greg, I put nothing but a G thing by Dr. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> G for Greg? G for Greg. <laughs> wow. What's the reason? That's amazing. So, I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's, 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 there's a G in it, so it works. Um, <laughs> for... Yes, I put Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Ooh, I, yes. I actually thought about that. But Thank yeah. you. It's a really, you know, it's a, it's a strong uh, song, but it's fun. I'm honored. Uh, and for Shep, I had Stronger by Kanye because Ooh. it's like a confident song and he's talking about like being confident and I don't know, you're confident. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank Caleb. you for completely misinterpreting me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no confidence, but that's nice. Yeah. That's pretty good, Caleb. You acted like you didn't have anything. That was good. I mean, I'll take it. It's if they're good. I thought mine were pretty weak. I, who's next? Okay, we'll go down the line. So, Jess, you're next. I'm next. Okay, so I will go in the order that I thought of them. Because when you said this, I immediately had a song for Caleb. And my thinking was it had to be something by Sinatra. Because I just feel like you're a super classic dude. <laughs> right? But... My that. way is too cliche, so I went with That's Life. I like That's Life. I like that. I like that one like too. It just, it spoke to me regardless of sport. I you know, you waltz into a wedding, waltz onto the field, whatever. All right. So then, Greg. Oh, no. <laughs> this, this song in particular uses a word that should have a G, but took it out. So I guess Caleb and I are feuding, but I chose Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Because is this a steel horse I ride one? <laughs> like no, a cowboy. No, this is the one where the whole crowd goes, oh, with you when you come out. I wanted to do We Don't Celebrate Sundays Anymore by Hardcore Superstar. Did you want me not to make song. an entrance? Are you kidding? This it's is like a the whole entrance. crowd okay. is behind you. Caleb's oh. with me. Right. He knows me sick. Right. I don't know about that one. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, Shep, I don't know if you're going to like yours either, but I just feel like if there is a quintessential, like, I am a bad heckin' woman and I am going to go sporting, but I'm also super feminine, 
Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman. Oh my God, I have a t-shirt. Of course. All right. So <laughs> winner suits you. Okay. I didn't even get to go yet. <laughs> what do you mean? You just called winner. Okay, you last. <laughs> You're not going to win. How dare you? Shots fired. Okay. So, <laughs> Jess. <laughs> can't wait. For you, I selected the song. Blank Space by Taylor Swift. I don't know oh that. Oh gosh. <laughs> but I, okay, don't take Did you pick the wrong all way, Taylor songs? But I'm going to take play. specific lines that I think made you think of you. Don't take this the wrong way. Let me explain. Darling, I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. <laughs> <laughs> you're the opposite because you like want to dress all like edgy and like you're like hardcore or whatever, but you're actually the nicest person. Oh. So, okay, that's you. Also, um, disagree. I love the, <laughs> I love the players and you love the game and Jess is a gamer. Oh, I am. I play Candy Crush. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm a hardcore gamer. I love you too. And Jeff. Taylor also says, um, you can tell me when it's over if the high was worth the pain and Jess loves to injure herself with hot sauces. So blank space. It's a reach. All right. What's next? Blank space. Okay. It's a meaningful reach. Um, Greg, for you, I selected one of my least favorite Taylor Swift songs. Oh. You need to, oh, thank you. It's called You Need to it Calm Down. so much. You Need to Calm Down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even need to explain that were your rants? Okay. All right. Okay. And then, Caleb, I'm so happy, excited about yours. For you, Taylor has a song called Death by a Thousand Cuts. Wow. And Whoa, Caleb, wow. Caleb Whoa, edits wow. our episodes like and like he has that. to do so much doctoring. Uh, wow. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I like that. And I it's like a really a good song. Everybody give it a Chefs listen. Chefs did our homework. I mean, I came up with the game. This <laughs> okay. is what I was doing during the baseball performance. All right. And so for <laughs> me. Brainstorming. <laughs> Shoot the heck That's why you didn't catch the And so ball. for me, it was really easy for <laughs> Shep, Caleb, and Mark. I could not get Jess, so I have 13 for Jess. I'll get down to the Are you one. doing Mark save marks? No, I'm going to go with marks. We'll do, okay, but we're going to have it this with him sometime. Okay. Okay. So, Shep, you're sassy, you're energetic, and I have Madonna Lucky Star. Oh, my Coming God. Coming out to that would rock the house, and that is totally you. I love the Immaculate Collection. Okay. Wow, I can't believe these good picks for me. All right, here's another good one. Caleb, energetic, fun, sophisticated. Mm -hmm. I'm picking John Tesh, Round Ball Rock. Isn't that the radio host? Yeah. 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 He's a musician? Oh, a pianist. <laughs> Are you kidding me? A pianist? Yeah. News info for your life or whatever? Yeah. I didn't Round Ball Rock. Imagine it. coming out I'll to that. It. You yeah, come that's out. A, that's a, I'll NBA and NBC song. It's great. Okay. Mark, I've got, it maybe just because of the name, but I also feel like it's very him. He come out. He's always got good vibes. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> good vibrations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, so I couldn't think of Jess one. I don't know why. And you're never going to think of the one I had. Do you want all 13 or just the final one? I want all 13, but that's a me Okay. Thing. So yeah. you can give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, say yes or no. All right. Gladiator stuff. 13. LinkedIn. Or LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Uh, thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> that platform won't even LinkedIn let me card, Paper cut. Oh, that's a good song. Okay. Number two. Yeah. Seven Dust, Enemy. Okay. I don't know that one. No, I, I like the band. Number 11. The song. AFI, Miss Murder. Yes. Okay. okay. Number 10. Corn shoots and ladders with the bagpipes. Coming Absolutely. in, entry song. Yes. Yes. Um, number with nine. Limp Biscuit, Break Stuff. Okay. Break your. Mm -hmm. Number eight. Deftones, Bored. 
Oh. Okay, number seven. Underrated, yeah. Darkness, get your hands off my woman just because the way it starts. <laughs> number six, Metallica, Enter Sandman. I don't know any of these songs. Ooh. Oh, I know Enter yeah, That's cliche, but like. I know, but that's why it's six. It awesome. couldn't make yeah. top five yeah, because yeah, yeah. of that. Um, number five, Tool, Schism. Okay. okay. Number four, AFI, Days of the Phoenix. I don't know that oh one. Oh my gosh. Not okay. by name. Thumbs Number down. three, ACDC, Hell's Bells, just because the bells go off. Yeah, I, I, I am a guilty pleasure for that. Okay. Yeah. You and I can think of this one either. Number two, Him, Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, they cover That's that? A good one. Oh, the Him version. It's legit. That was almost number one, but this is why it's weird. That wasn't number one. No, no. Oh. Number one is it needs to be a little more uplifting because, like Shep said, you've got this veil of darkness, but you're really a fun, good time. And here it goes, Blur song number two. That's you. Oh, That's what came. I've up never. With. I just made my thumbs up so slow because I'm so touched. That is a song. That's like a, song. a car commercial. You think I'm a car commercial? No, that's an entry. I'm completely left out. <laughs> I don't know any Look of all these songs up. It's a great playlist. You should just We make should make that. a Spotify playlist yeah. for, uh, for all this these entry songs. That'd be oh, fun. Oh, thanks, Greg. Okay, quickly, Caleb, who made the right song choice for you? Oh, boy. That's tough. But I'm going to go with... Uh, Death by a Thousand Cuts. Yeah. Just because of this episode. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> Not even going to make it whole. Okay, I win. And Jess? Uh, sorry, Shep. Um, third place. Bulls on Parade had me, but Greg just put so much work into his list. <laughs> it's just effort. <laughs> you also cheated. Also, 13 Ghosts is a great film, so you picked a good Matthew number. Matthew Lillard. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, song two. I'll go with song two. Okay, I'm going to go with Lucky Star just because, man, I feel like a woman is, like, a little obvious. But it was a great choice. Okay, okay Greg. And I'm going to go with Caleb because it was the best one. <laughs> so Caleb won. Did he win? I he got two votes. Points. I got two votes. Oh. Tiebreaker. Oh, tiebreaker. All right, we need to get a mark as a tiebreaker off. Mm. Do you have a mark song off the top of your head? He's not here to pick. Okay, we'll, say, we'll save yeah. it for next the week. Game master. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, so I won. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> The U.S. Search Awards are open for entry. 2021 will be their ninth year celebrating outstanding search across America. Get your submissions in now because early bird access ends on June 18th. And you want to get that worm. <laughs> the awards are judged by a team of international industry-leading search experts who follow a rigorous, ethical, and transparent two-step judging process. Enter your best work in the 43 categories, including SEO, PPC, digital marketing, and content marketing by June 25th. Winners will be announced at the U.S. Search Awards ceremony on October 7th. The U.S. Search Awards are brought to you by Don't Panic Events and We Are Search, both award experts who deliver search recognition around the world. So get in on this, people. Do it now.